Hey, Darren, have you been watching us on uh, the Electric Now app? I have. I haven't recently because I, I, I watch you pretty much every week when we're doing these things. But Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, you know what I love about it's, the Electric Now app? It's better it's on so video. It's so easy to use. It's, it's, it's better really on video. Easy. Download the it. app and you watch us. That's all there is to it. It's so and, simple. And a lot of other cool stuff, too. You go to the app store. It says Electric Now. You download it. And then it, press, in the United States. Press the button and there it is. There it is. And you can choose. You can bookmark it. There's plenty of other movies and TV show to enjoy and episodes of all your favorite Electric Surge podcasts. So why wait? Download the Electric Now app and start enjoying us anytime. Hello, this is not Gene Roddenberry, but uh, if I was around, I would definitely be listening to Inglorious Trexperts, the new podcast from the people who brought you the 430 movie. Check it out, 430movie.com. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a fan of the only gentleman secret agent with a license to kill and thrill, you should pick up my new James Bond oral history, Nobody Does It Better, available now in hardcover, audio, and digital, wherever books are sold. Do you expect me to read? No, I expect you to buy it. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and this is the 430 Movie. Welcome to I Love You Not Week on the 430 Movie. <laughs> wow. What a way to celebrate Valentine's Day. We've done it before. We've done the Love Story Week. It was a lovely week, if I do say so. Sure. But this week, we're, we're going to do the antithesis of uh, I Love You Week. And, uh, of course, as always, we have our 430 Movie Scholars, our, our cinephiles, our critics extraordinaire, of course, I'm talking about Mr. Monday, Steve Melching. Hello and goodbye because it's <laughs> breakup week. No? Terrific Tuesday <laughs> with Darren Doctorman. We're all movie lovers, are we not? And in the center square for Wednesday, it's Ashley Edward Miller. I hate you. Don't leave me. <laughs> That should be the theme for this week. Remember uh, Kirk Thatcher, the, the punk on the bus in oh, Star Trek Four. I hate you. I and hate I you. Rape rape you. I... So, <laughs> Thank you. We 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 thought uh, to celebrate Valentine's Day, it'd be great to talk about the ones that got away, <laughs> the ones that where it wasn't love, love, love. It was hate, hate, hate. <laughs> um, and. Uh, we, I'm sure we're going to have some great movies. I, I got to say, the last couple of weeks, I've always said, oh, this is difficult. There's so many choices. There's a plethora, myriad of choices. How can I possibly narrow it down? Um, and didn't. Uh, but um, this week, it was fairly easy, to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I, did you guys find it to be similar? Well, you know, given that almost every romantic relationship ends in a breakup, if, if you look at it on the long term, you know, most, you know, what, half of marriages end in divorce. And before you even get to a marriage, you've probably had a number of a number of uh, boyfriends or girlfriends that uh, didn't go the distance. So it's it's it certainly be acrimonious, doesn't Steve? It, I mean, it no, 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 it doesn't. It does have to be mean. But I think everyone everyone can I, can identify uh, with the topic. It just often doesn't make a great necessarily a great 
topic for a movie. It's not a necessarily a feel-good topic, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's hope it's a great topic for a podcast, because yeah. I'm not quite sure yet, which is why I want to talk a little more about the Z Channel, which uh, I talked about <laughs> on Documentary Week last week. I went ahead. I could not find a, do a documentary, so I ordered it. So I actually recommended a movie to myself. I went on Amazon and replaced this, and I have to say, it probably should have been my pick. What a great movie. Not to be confused with the Dr. Z channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not this, at week, all. Th this week was really tough for me. I, I had a major struggle trying to remember and uh, pick uh, a film. Uh, we'll see what happens. As it goes. Like any great lost love, you've put them out of your mind. Well, I, I'm not a finder of lost loves this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're actually just going to do episodes of The Love Boat. Um, and <laughs> Ashley, what, what about you? Was this challenging for you? I mean, this was an idea that came to us from Steve Melching. I thought it was a great idea for Valentine's Day. We weren't doing the usual, you know, um, sort of... Uh, it's a twist. Uh, it's a little twist. It's a twist. It's a little twist. It puts a twist on the usual uh, cliche of Valentine's Day. Uh oh, Ashley. Is we can't sorry. hear you. My, my mic died, but it's back now. Hi, Mike. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, it was a little challenging. Um, it took me a while to kind of scope the problem, and uh, and realize that I I was thinking about it in the wrong way. I was thinking about movies where the love just didn't work out. Uh, and I think the, the movie that I've found for Wednesday is pretty goddamn perfect. In fact, I think it's so perfect, I'm a little afraid that Monday or Tuesday is going to get ahead of me on it, but uh, we'll, well find out. right thinking will be rewarded. Wrong thinking. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, 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 I think it's, uh, it's going to be really, it's going to be really interesting because of course we, we've, we've talked about how, um, you know, uh, like, is there, you know, one of the big hits of, 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 of the early seventies, of course, was love story with that famous tagline, love means never having to say you're sorry. I don't know what that means. I don't think it's <laughs> well, true. It's, it's exactly um, the opposite of complete reality because yeah. love, love, means, love means always saying you're sorry constantly, whether you're sorry or not. <laughs> And you know who wrote that tagline? A good friend of the show, uh, Nick Meyer. Really? Nick Meyer was in, oh, in marketing right. at uh, at Paramount at the time, uh, or he gave it to a friend of his who was in. But uh, he, you know, he was he he was the one who came up with that uh, that tagline. Hmm. It, it is a, it, it's a great line, but it's totally not true. But it sounds great on the poster. It it seems in the moment it seems right. Well, maybe because it's Sally McGraw, and she felt. You know, I don't know, <laughs> but of course that is a you know a love story that that, that uh, is uh, ultimately has a very sad ending. But I don't think it would be um, a candidate for I I love you not week because no, uh, that, in that instance, in love it was in that a tragic instance, love story. In that instance, it's love means never having to say Steve McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like Romeo and Juliet is a tragic love story, but right. it's not. A, uh, it's I not. It's not a, a, a. I hate you story. It's not an no. I hate you story. It's one no. of the greatest love stories ever fucking told. It just ends badly. It yeah, just but, ends badly between between two twelve year olds. Well, yeah, <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot. I think um, I think my favorite love stories tend to end 
tragically or sadly. I think that's why we remember them a lot, but it's, it's not, not necessarily because the two people hate each you know they don't hate each other and get a divorce or, or something like that divorce you just sort of like slipped into arnold for a yeah. second consider, I was this thinking a divorce. Of, consider this a divorce oh my god what movie um, that was uh that was uh total recall, total recall. that was yeah total when recall. he kills sharon stone yeah which I wanted to a few times on the set of Agent X. No, I actually, oh. he, she was, no, she was great. We, we, Sharon was actually a doll. Yeah. Um, so, so guys, uh, Steve, can you remind us, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. What picks for Valentine's Day love stories were when we last did this show for Valentine's Day? Uh, if you give me a moment, I will, I will find them. Just a You moment. can't go computer, computer, <laughs> computer. No. Okay. I've called, I've, I've brought it up now. Okay, it's coming. It's coming through it's now. Coming through now. Uh, let's see here. Okay, the computers are smashed. Okay, so this was uh, Love Story Week. It was uh, my pick was Witness, Harrison Ford and Witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren's pick was uh, L.A. Story. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ashley's pick was The Empire Strikes. I mean, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mark Altman's was Casablanca. Yeah. And the Friday pick was When Harry Met Sally. Wow, I don't even want to change those picks. Yeah. No. Good lineup. Yeah, it's a really, really, uh, really strong lineup there. Great movies. And, and all, true to form, my true to form, my love story ends sadly. <laughs> yeah, the, it's great. Yeah, theirs was a love that could not be. Society <laughs> tore them apart. They knew they couldn't live in each other's world, and yet they loved each other. So right. sad. You, you could have saved it for Built Ford Tough Week. <laughs> But you were always going to pick Mosquito Coast. There was no yeah. getting away from that. Yeah. Well, also, I want to tell our audience that um, I, I, I want to prepare them for heartbreak. Uh, we are going on hiatus uh, with this episode. So this will be the last new episode until we come back. We're going to come back for the Oscars in April. But uh, we are taking a brief hiatus because uh, we we have to pay the bills. And, and uh, we got to catch up on our movie going. Because, we're, you know, the way, at the rate we're chewing through movies. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but we will be back, of course. So fear not. This will be the end of season three, but season four will be will be will be coming uh, uh, in April. And I want to also remind you that if you miss us terribly, uh, which I know you will, don't be too worried because the new cartoon bar room premieres next week. Uh, and that is hosted by two people, you know, very well, Steve Melching, Stephen Melching and Ashley Miller. So, guys, tell us, uh, if you don't mind, uh, what uh, what can we expect from the cartoon barroom? Uh, you know, our we have a we have a shared passion for animation. The you know the as as consumers of it, as fans of it, and creators of it. And cartoon barroom is really about celebrating our love for that art form and the people involved, the the writers, the artists, the actors. Um, our, our starting lineup is pretty excellent. Uh, I gotta say, um, you know, we, you know, we, we recorded an episode last night that I think is just a- astonishingly great. I mean, Steve, what would you say about it? Uh, that particular episode was, was, they've all been good. Uh, that one went into some interesting places I did not expect. It was very, um, very introspective, very soulful at times. Um, it was like going on a journey but a good journey. It's not like some dry thing, you know, it's, we're just a couple of guys talking to people 
about our shared love of the medium and um, other professionals uh, in the business. And uh, we're looking to dig down and, and, and hear about, you know, every aspect of animation, what, what has inspired us and our guests and what continues to inspire us and what our, our work processes are like. And, you know, uh, anything you want to know about the, the nuts and bolts and the, the highs and lows of animation. And also well, what we're drinking. Yes, and what we're drinking because it is a bar. Uh, it is. A I, bar. I yeah. can't wait. I, I can't wait. I'm really excited, and uh, you know, all new episodes are going to drop uh, weekly uh, on the uh, Cartoon Bar Room. So we're so excited. Uh, that'll be premiering on the Electric Surge Network, and sh uh, shortly thereafter, of course, on the Electric Now app. If you want to see these guys in action, and uh, also dropping this week on Best Movies Never Made. I just found out. I was looking at the uh, broadcast schedule, and I saw they're doing a uh, three-part uh, tribute to. You're going to love this, Steve. Are you ready? Because you don't even know this. You're going to hear this for the first time. Heat, Vision, and Jack. No! Yeah. Wow. Heat, Heat, Vision, and Jack was this amazing pilot that Ben Stiller did. It's probably, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. Um, about a talking motorcycle. And then they adapted it into a feature that never got made. So the guys are wow. doing a deep dive in the Heat, Vision, and Jack, and I just can't wait. I, I remember... Hit. The motorcycle was voiced by Owen Wilson, and yeah. uh, and uh, Jack was uh, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's, I so funny. Go ahead, Darren. He was exposed to uh, uh, inappropriate inappropriate levels of solar radiation. <laughs> I uh, so I remember funny. when Rob and I were filming uh, Bill Shatner's seventieth birthday video, and we were interviewing all these people, including you know one of them was Ben Stiller, and and one of the things we told Ben. And his pilot had just got canceled. You know, we didn't wasn't going far. But we're like that pilot, that Heat Vision and Jack pilot is so great. It's so great. He's like, it wasn't great enough to get picked up by Fox. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh man, but it was awesome. He said, yeah, that token will get me on the subway. He was so funny. I I, I remember, you know, we we talked to so many people for that Shatner birthday video, but it was so funny. We were on the Paramount lot. And, and and Ben comes, gets, he commandeers a cart and he gets out of the cart and goes, here is the historic street where Bill Shatner filmed Barbary Coast. <laughs> 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 oh my God. It was, it was so, it was, it was so funny. We had so much fun. And, and of course I trusted Rob to hold on to an archival copy of that. And he has no idea where it is. Oh. So uh, <laughs> now it belongs but, to the ages. Now it belongs to the universe, exactly. So, and then of course, I'd be remiss only in my memories. If, if you're if you're you're having a tough time getting your four thirty movie fix, of course, Darren and I will still be around uh, with Inglorious Trexperts every week, and, and we just are we're going to be premiering our new Trexperts briefing room, where we bring you audio commentaries of significant Star Trek episodes from all the series. So uh, that's going to be really fun. We just recorded one with Ashley for Shades of Gray from The Next Generation. Truly uh, <laughs> really a seminal episode. It <laughs> was uh, It was a who. You won't find City on the Edge of Forever on this podcast. No. You know, you're much more likely to find Spock's brain. So we're very... We don't, we don't do the low-hanging fruit. We don't. We don't. And we're very excited. You know, I think as, as, as prestigious as we'll get, we'll be metamorphosis only because... Uh, um, Scott Mann's held hostage. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, we're going to try something new. For those of you who are on Clubhouse, on Clubhouse, the new social media app, we're going to be doing after shows 
um, for Inglorious Trexperts on Clubhouse. So keep an, an eye out for that. We'll give you more details where you can join uh, Darren and I in the Clubhouse to talk about what you've uh, you've just listened to on Inglorious Trexperts, and we'll see how that works out. Because we know a lot of you particularly uh, you know want to discuss and and give your own feedback on some of the things we've been talking about on the show. So this is a chance to join us and occasionally special guests from the show in the clubhouse. So of we'll course, you'll have to learn the secret knock. The secret knock, exactly, exactly. So uh, anyway, well, let's talk about I Love You Not week. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting week. I think we all talked about it being a challenging week, it, it, it you know, a vexing week. So it'll be it'll be interesting to uh, see and and will Pete Post whistle make an appearance <laughs> in any of these movies? I I don't know. I can't be certain. So uh, as always, we're going to start with Monday and uh, Steve Melching. Yeah. So uh, I I thought this was going to be an easy week, and and in some ways it kind of was because it, it quickly narrowed down to two movies um, for me, and I watched both of them. To, to refresh my memory, because one of them I hadn't seen uh, in many years, and it, it held up. I thought it was really good, but I think I'm going with my original, my first, uh, first pick, and that is a film uh, from 2005 uh, starring uh, Jeff Daniels and Laura Linney, uh, written and directed by Noah Baumbach. It's called The Squid and the Whale. If you can, try and hit it at your mother's backhand. It's pretty weak. Yes. Joan, I'm sorry. Okay. Your mom and I, we're going to separate. I've got you Tuesday, Wednesday, and every other Thursday. Well, what about the cat? The cat? We didn't discuss the cat. I've got an elegant new house across the park. It's an elegant block, the filet of the neighborhood. There's a desk for you to do your homework. Dad, this is for a lefty. I've come by to tell you I'm not staying here anymore. Why? Because you cheated on Dad. Your father told you. Under our noses, like a brothel, men coming in and out. You sound like your father. I've never had an affair with a student, though many have come on to me. That's why you might not want to be attached to your age. When am I going to meet Sophie? Uh, she's not gorgeous, but she's cute. Did you like Sophie? She's not the type I go for. Lily is pretty. the end of our marriage making dinners cleaning up being more attentive it never was going to make a difference you never made a dinner i made burgers the time you had pneumonia <laughs> burgers and it is a, a autobiographical uh movie about the uh disintegration of a marriage uh told from the children's point of view uh, the children are played by Jesse Eisenberg, uh, one of his earlier roles, and uh, a kid named Owen Klein. Um, it also stars William Baldwin and Anna Paquin. Um, it was it was nominated for the WGA Award for Best Original Screenplay and also the Oscar for Original Screenplay. And I, I want to say it was Bombach's breakthrough feature. Um, it was shot on Super 16 millimeter to give it a real sort of immediate feel, but um, it, this is a movie that just stuck with me from the, the moment I saw it. I, I, I think I saw it actually in uh, in our friend Jeff Goldsmith's screening series uh, years ago at Bombach did the Q&A afterwards. And um, it's, it's one that never fails to, I don't know, it puts me in a, in a, in a strange place, in a funk. Kind of a funk, but I like it. I like the funk. I, Mar I like Marty, Marty I like Funkhauser. We yeah. Like the funk. Hey, let's have the funk. Play that funky music, white boy. 
<laughs> I, I I like it when a movie uh, makes me really feel something and sticks with me. Um, and uh, you know, there are, there are movies that that are give me that feeling in a really positive way, and there are feelings that give me you know an uneasy feeling, something like a Zodiac or something that just lingers because it casts Fincher casts that spell. And, and this that is a was movie. an anti love story. Zodiac. <laughs> yes. Uh, Unreciprocated, but, but Squid the Whale is you know it's 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 a tough movie because it's tough watching these kids grapple with the the dissolution of their family and Jeff Daniels as the father who plays this kind of arrogant author whose career is on the wane while his wife Laura Linney uh, is beginning her career as a writer and finding a lot more success perhaps than he ever had and and and. She, we learned that she had had an affair and, and the, over the course of the movie, they, they separate and, and watching the kids deal with the living situation and, and the emotional fallout from that and, and watching Jesse Eisenberg's sort of taking his father's side and exhibiting a lot of the same arrogant, cruel sort of traits that Jeff Daniels had while the younger kid, Walt, uh, gravitates more towards the mother um, but it, it's one of those movies where no one is really in the wrong. Um, it's it's hard. No one is a villain in it. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's very real and very raw in that standpoint. And, uh, and, it, and it has a terrific soundtrack. I always love the score to this. And it's anchored by one of my favorite schoolhouse rock songs, uh, Figure Eight. Uh, sung by Blossom Deary. And the an instrumental version of that is sort of the theme music that threads throughout it and and uh, the music itself uh, the Blossom Deary version makes an appearance and there's also uh, a Hey You by Pink Floyd plays a, a major role in the soundtrack and as a plot point in the movie uh, and I don't know I, I just think it's a, a really terrific uh, movie about a breakup and they really these this husband and wife I think at times really do have come to hate each other they really you know they really don't like each other and even the kids there's there's refraction between the kids and the parents it seems it's, no one does disintegrating relationships quite as good as noah bamba yeah of course he did <laughs> uh he did another film that will probably get mentioned yeah, yeah marriage story um yeah. so it's, it's obviously a topic that uh you know is autobiographical so it was made a huge well, marriage story was also yeah. <laughs> apparently so divorce looms large in the life of noah bombach as it as it does in a lot of people i, I think you know given this the statistics in this country you know you're likely to have either been divorced yourself or your parents maybe had been divorced or yes a sibling of yours has maybe been divorced or you know a close friends so it's divorces all around us and it, it can be very complicated no need to waste it <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is turning into a very depressing episode i wish a little heavy send us, send us <laughs> chocolates heavy. for this episode you know Maybe but that's my pick that's okay. monday so we're gonna kick things off with a nice punch in the gut yeah it's a great movie i mean it's a great <laughs> movie i i have to say you know it's not the feel-good movie of the year that's for sure uh i haven't watched it a lot because it's it's very intense um but uh you know it's a really impressive film and and uh beautifully i never saw marriage story i need to see it because i know a lot of people say it's a companion piece to squid and the whale um, it's it's really I, good and especially if you can separate uh uh kylo ren and <laughs> <laughs> and Black Widow. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I've never seen either. 
We know I need to to fix that. Well, yeah, Squid the Whale. There's a great Criterion Collection edition of the movie um, that that I a Blu-ray that I watched. Uh, I just watched it last night again. And the CG squid in it is amazing. Oh my god! I would say that, that's now you got actually <laughs> interested. There's a giant squid <laughs> and, and, and a guy an orca. who gambles too much. It's <laughs> an orca needs twenty thousand leagues under the sea. You're gonna love it. <laughs> guy that gambles too much. I finally visited the uh, the American Museum of Natural History in New York uh, a few years ago, and. I gotta say, seeing that squid and the whale diorama was high on my list of things to see in the museum because of this movie. I didn't know it existed until I saw this movie. <laughs> well, like, let oh, me tell you that something. Now. That, that that's a very traumatic memory that you're unlocking for me, uh -oh. um, because yeah, yeah. In in third grade, in third grade, I was left at the Museum of Natural History. Not intentionally, although at least that's what they told me. I was said. I I was on a class trip. I was on a class trip. And they, they left me at the museum. I was uh, online buying postcards wow. and uh, from the museum. And all of a sudden, uh, I, fi I finish and I look around. I don't see my class. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking everywhere, you know, no sign of the class uh, or my teacher. And I go up to a police officer in the museum and I say, I think my class left without me. She takes me out to the school bus and uh, sure enough, it's gone. And... Uh, and then, so they're going to try and call the school. And apparently, at some point on the way back to Brooklyn, one somebody realized that I wasn't there and said, "Ms. Gordon, now Mark Mark's not on the bus." And so she tried to get the bus driver to turn around and come get me. He said no. So one wow. of the PTA moms got off and got a taxi and came pick me up. But uh, I remember sitting in the the police office. Um, and uh, the police officer was very nice. She says, "So when you grow up, do you want to be a police officer?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> and and uh and and uh but i i remember just running through the halls of that museum and that hallway with the giant the whale whale, yeah, the whale. and just looking you know it could have been a movie trying to find my class and i had the presence of mind to actually approach a, a police officer to try and uh, help me but it was that was uh that was and and, and and my teacher was absolutely mortified she was so, and she was the nicest, Mrs. Gordon, the nicest teacher, nicest woman in the world. And she was so horrified. I think she thought she was going to get sued or thrown out of, you know, school or whatever. It was like, and she, now she, she never left a student behind, never leave anyone behind. She would always count <laughs> like several times to make sure the entire class was on the bus. But um, yeah, that you're, was, you're, uh, that you're was, saying it was, you're saying it was no night at the museum. It was no, no, it was that could have been a night at the museum, but but it wasn't. I, if I'd known Teddy Roosevelt and all those people came to life, I might have waited. Um, but uh, anyway, that was that was crazy. But that's a great movie, Stephen. A great pick, great way, and absolutely, you know, uh, a great way to start off this sort of hate hateful week, the hateful eight, hateful four, five, whatever it is. Um, uh, you know, with with the film. So I'll be very curious to see what the other picks are. Of course, that brings us to uh, Darren Dockerman for Tuesday. What, what's your what's your pick for I Love You Not Week? It's Tuesday, and you know, like I said, I had I had problems remembering uh, movies that would fit into this description. But I finally, as what usually happens on these, I start to scroll through uh, streaming services lists of films, <laughs> and lo and behold. I came up with this gem, which I'm going to use and is my selection. Um, it is from uh, 1989. It came out the week after uh, Valentine's Day in 1989. 
And it takes us back to pre-revolutionary France. Oh, God. You picked, you picked it. Okay, well, that makes my job easier. <laughs> <laughs> you and, picked one of my two. <laughs> and it is, in fact, Stephen Frears' amazingly uh, mm -hmm. fun and evil and titillating and crazy, dangerous liaisons. I've always known I was born to dominate your sex and avenge my own. Is there anything I could do to help? Come back when you've succeeded with Madame de Torvel. Yes. And I will offer you a reward. My love. I have this appalling reputation. Yes, I have been warned about you. What is true of most men is doubly so of him. See, I wanted to pick it, but it was beyond my control. <laughs> I could, I wouldn't be surprised if someone were to call me out and say, but you picked that for some other week. Yeah, I probably have. But nothing else in my mind uh, fulfills the requirements of this week more than this film. Because there is so much conniving and hatred and uh, uh, duplicitousness and uh, zeal and uh, fooling around and plans within plans uh, than this. Uh, Glenn Close uh, and John Malkovich are the two main connivers, and they are... Uh, it's basically a wizard battle between these two <laughs> as they screw up the lives of innocents uh, all left in their path. And uh, the lovely Michelle Pfeiffer is in it, and she is a, uh, uh, a woman who is recently, um, uh, recently married, but uh, it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole bunch of uh, seduction and trickery and... Uh, and change-ups and switcheroos, and it's just so uh, fascinating to watch the machinations of these two uh, in uh, pre-revolutionary France, and it's so much fun to watch them go through it. Well, it's, it's so funny because you mentioned how you go through the streaming services uh, to get ideas. I actually am like the girl in Queen's Gambit. I look up at the ceiling and I see the <laughs> movies appear, like, uh, the air, and they move around on the ceiling. It's true, and um, and and so the first, p the first film that that appeared for this week was Dangerous Liaisons. In my mind, it was like 
it, it had to be dangerously as to me that was this week you know and uh darren you're not going to see what i see and um and uh, <laughs> you see what i see <laughs> and, and i i love this movie so much i'm so yeah. glad this is you know when we talk about the show because you know a lot of times we say oh you know i never heard of that movie or i watched that movie because you know it was on the 430 movie um I can't sing the praises movie enough. It's based on a play by Christopher Hampton. He won the best uh, adapted screenplay for his own uh, play. Uh, his his play, uh, Le Liaison. Le 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 I, I dare you to pronounce no, that, Pete Cottmussel. Oh, no. <laughs> and it, 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 it is so, it is such a spectacular film. And, you know, the performances in this, I mean, you look, John Malkovich arguably has, has never been better as, yeah. You know, and, and it's it's this game in which you know that they oh. play him and game. Of course, it really is the real fatal attraction. And and then of course uh, Michelle uh, Pfeiffer, the luminosity is off the the, yeah. the off the off the meter. You know, yeah, it's, she's it's, never she's it's never looked more luminous. Um, and then Uma Thurman in one of her earliest yeah. roles, uh, and of course Keanu Reeves. Uh, as well, and yeah. anything but John Wick in this movie, right. you know. <laughs> although you could say, you know, John Wick was a sort of anti-love story. And I um, had forgotten that as as the Vicomte de Valmont's um, aide, his his second is Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is Not great? Yes. <laughs> He's great uh, because he got stranded in pre, you know, the TARDIS. You don't right. know it's 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 hidden there, <laughs> so he got stuck there for a couple of a couple of months. Uh, but it is so. Stephen Frears directed it. I think it was his first film after Prick Up Your Ears, yeah. um, and it was before The Grifters, which is another brilliant Frears right. movie. Um, it's so uh, wonderfully shot, and it, it, it's one of those movies, much like. Um, uh, uh, Dante's Peak in Volcano, where th sometimes there's these weird th synchronicities where identical Parallel movies come out. Yeah. Right. yeah, so Milos Forman's Valmont came mm -hmm. out six months after this, which is based on the same source play. material. Yeah. Uh, not the good. play, it's based on the original. On the book. Yeah, on the book. Yeah. And um, and it's not nearly as as good as uh, Major it's, it's good, too, Yeah, in different ways. It's, it's That's a week. Not, it's just not as fun as right. this one. This it just one is so much fun and evil. Right. We could it's do like double the, features. It's yeah. really kind of a, I mean, it's funny because we say that it's anti-romance, but the truth is it is kind of a romance between Glenn Close and John Malkovich. I mean, it's it's really a love story about them. It's just a completely twisted love yeah. story. And it has like the best ending. My God, when she walks into that room and everybody turns their backs on her, it is just- Oh, spoilers. It's, Perfect, I know, right? Because nobody's <laughs> seen this movie after 30 years. Uh, I, when people say, Ashley, why do you love Dangerous Liaison so much? And I say, I don't know, it's beyond my control. <laughs> it's beyond oh, I, my control. I love the mind games yeah. and you know uh, that are going on and the way that everyone is manipulating everyone in that movie. And it's so masochistic and just, but it, it's, it's, it's the thing that people love about these you know, um, God, like uh, it's the you, most pristine sliminess ever put on film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> you know, for people like like you know Outlander and not Outland, but Outlander. That, that <laughs> not <kind> Outland. Of, <laughs> you know, now it, that's it, an it, out of the box pick. <laughs> it, it, it's just so. Um, and, and it's a chess game. It's a chess game yeah. between Glenn Close and John Malkovich. And it, it's so incredible. Um, 
and 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 yeah and, and you also think you know this was the world they lived in there was no tv there was no social media right. you know i mean when you were rich but what was there to do it was their sport know? it was their yeah. sport yeah, yeah. i mean and, and the where thing twitter was killed. written down <laughs> yes uh, the thing that is just to me most kind of amazing about the movie is he's such a bastard but he, because we're in his point of view we see him fall in love with yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. We believe that he's fallen in love with Michelle Pfeiffer, but he's trapped by yeah. the rules of the game. And it's just, ah, uh, it, 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 by her purity. You hate him. It like, it, it tears the heart out of you yeah. watching him. No, I you're, mean, you're totally rooting for him the entire movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you hate yourself for it, but of course you are. Well, but yeah. the movie is just so immaculate. The costumes, the, the oh. sets and everything. It's just, deliciously evil it's so much fun <laughs> but what's wonderful about that movie is that was a major studio movie it was warner brothers movie you know, i think it ended up making yeah you know, it was a huge hit it made like 34 million dollars or something it, it was um it, it, it was nominated for best picture it was nominated for a bunch of uh awards mm -hmm. but you know nobody makes those kind of movies anymore no. mm -mm. you know certainly not a major studio and it's sad it's tragic because look at who came out of that movie. Look at all the great actors that came yeah. out of that movie. And just look at what a wonderful film it is. And I would say, you know, if we said to people, certainly if we were doing this at Comic-Con where we do a lot of our panels, and we said, how many of you are fans of Dangerous Liaisons? I mean, <laughs> I, I'd be surprised if a quarter of the audience had even heard of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sad. Very I'm surprised Absolutely. it hasn't been remade as like a Netflix miniseries. It, it, it seems like the kind of thing that would be made for a streaming service now. Well, it was remade in China. Um, there, I almost picked that, the Chinese version of Dangerous Liaisons. It's not as good, um, but it's really interesting uh, because they literally, it's a remake. It's a remake of Dangerous Liaisons. And I, I think Zhang Yi is in it. And... Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's 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 interesting to watch as a unique curiosity, hmm. you know, because obviously that's a film that might not be big enough where anybody would remake it here. But right. the fact that it was and it really lent itself because so much that whole plot is, is 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 has this crouching tiger kind of you could see how it would work in like feudal China. This was actually 1920 Shanghai, I think, mm. uh, where it was set. And I might be wrong. Um, By but, the way, uh, crouching tiger. Another great love story that just ends badly and would not yeah. fit in this week. <laughs> and also it's been picked on the show before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, great pick. Crazy. Fantastic. Fantastic pick. Which now brings us, and, and you know, we, we're waiting very anxiously because, of course, you touted the genius of your pick already. So we're obviously <laughs> very interested in hearing what Ashley has to say. This is one of those weeks where I have to go out of the box by going straight down the middle. Uh, and let me tell you, there were some things I thought about before I got here, but they're movies that we picked before. And frankly, I think movies that I've picked before um, or wholeheartedly endorsed. Uh, for example, you know, uh, you know what I want? You know, cool guys like you out of my life from Heathers, right? Right. Um, or something like Kill Bill, which would have been awesome. But we picked it and we picked it. Uh, and I think, uh, and I'm surprised that this movie, my pick, and I, I had backups, and they're fun, and I'll bring them up for Friday, but uh, I am surprised that this movie wasn't named for Monday or Tuesday. We've 
We have alluded to it here on uh, Glenn Close Week on the 430 movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my pick for Wednesday is Adrian Lyne's Fatal Attraction. A look that led to an evening. We were attracted to each other at the party. That was obvious. You're on your own for the night. That's also obvious. A mistake he'd regret all his life. And where's your wife? Here with a strange girl being a naughty boy. I don't think having dinner with anybody's a crime. I've got to see you. This is gonna stop. No, it's not gonna stop. It's gonna go on and on. She keeps calling the apartment. Hello? Every time Beth answers the phone, she hangs up. I'm scared, Jimmy. You play fair with me? Do you have an affair with her? I'll play fair with you. I don't want to lose my family. Why could you do that? You're scared of me, are you? You're afraid. If you ever come near my family again, I'll kill you, you understand? Daddy! I'm not gonna be ignored! Alicia, where's Ellen? She's gone. Call the police! Whatever resentment she's feeling, she's probably got it out of her system. Ah! What if she didn't get it out of her system? What then? Ah! Fatal attraction. I guess you thought you'd get away with it. Well... You can. <laughs> yep. That was my third. Yeah. It's, uh, it just, as I was kind of going, I was like you, Darren. I was like, what fracking movie am I going to pick? And I was like going through the list and going through the list. And then I saw. Yeah. And I went, oh. Oh. Oh, of yes. course. Right? Um, Ashley's not going to be ignored. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, again, a know, ton of Nick Meyer wrote wrote on that. He wrote, yeah, you know, he wrote right. a lot. A lot he fixed of, the ending. Of, he fixed uh, the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's a whole Star Trek. It's like, yeah, that part where Glenn Close is like from Hell's Heart. I stab at thee for hate's sake. I spit my last breath at thee. Right. That was All the crazy. Shakespeare quotes. <laughs> when like when like Ricardo Montalban sits up out of the tub. What the <laughs> is happening with this film? I. I didn't understand it, but I loved it. It was great. Uh, actually, it, I mean, and Cardo Montalban's chest is amazing. Uh, now, the, the 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 short version of this movie is uh, Michael Douglas is uh, is 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 happily married to a beautiful woman, and yes. one day um, he has the the opportunity to stray uh, with the lovely and talented uh, Glenn Close. It's an opportunity he cannot pass up. And he discovers slowly at first and then very quickly that she is, as they say um, in the psychiatrist's office, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> uh, you know, she she just, man, you know what? She does not want to break up, dude. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's actually, it's look, it's it's the best argument for fidelity that has ever been filmed. <laughs> it truly is. And Glenn Close, the performances in this movie are fantastic. Glenn yeah. Close is great in it. She's almost always great. Michael Douglas is great in this movie. You totally believe their connection. They have real chemistry. But but what's also great is I almost said it's animation. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, who's playing the wife? Brain activate. I don't want to look at something that I looked up. Anarchy. Um, 
Sorry. Ann Archer. Ann yes. Archer. Thank you. He has real chemistry with her too, mm -hmm. right? Like you believe their relationship too. And it's critical to the film because what the movie's really about is it's not about a guy who has an affair with a lunatic. It's about a guy who nearly destroys something great, right? Mm -hmm. He has a beautiful wife. He has a beautiful family. And he lets this monster into the house, right? And the reason why I think that the the alternate ending, the original ending was was very different. It was very Gone Girl, uh, to be frank, you know, at the, the in the original conclusion of the movie. And they they shot a new ending. We kind of alluded to that. Nick Meyer wrote that alternate ending where she pops up out of the tub uh, and, and Archer shoots her and it's all just, It's know, the diehard ending. It's the diehard. It's cuckoo bananas, but it totally works because it, it it plays into the into the theme, right? That it was it was never it, it was never about um, the details of the affair. Right. It was about the impact that it had on the family. So that's why it was perfect that it was Ann Archer uh, who shoots her. Right? It's like that's why that matters um, because it's it is it's a it's the perfect elastic reaction. To everything else that's happened in the film, and and guys, I promise you, if if you have the opportunity to to watch this movie, if if you if you get up from the couch, from your chair, from wherever after having watched this, and you realize you've clenched your ass so hard that the seat cushion is sticking <laughs> out of it, then then you fully understood this film. <laughs> um, again, it's beautifully made. I think Adrian Lyne is like is one of the great underrated. Um, directors. He has a real sense of of style. I think arguably like he really established the house style for like for the Simpson and Bruckheimer films. Um, and that's and why Ashley's real pick for this week is nine and a half weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, look, I'm like the I'm the biggest fan of that guy. Like Flashdance. I mean, come on. It's a that's a great movie. That's a whole other conversation. But um but no, Fatal Attraction is a great movie. Glenn Close is great. Michael Douglas is great. And Archer is great. It's so well-written, so well-directed. It's yeah. just a great film. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's just... And you know what? The ASPCA said that nothing bad happened to any real rabbits. Uh -huh. You know, it's funny that um, you mentioned Adrian Lyne. He's kind of like John McTiernan, where he went and did a bunch of these, like, without the jail part, a, right. a bunch of these, like, great classic movies and then just disappears yeah you know and then and then he's gone because you know mctiernan you know die hard predator you know all these um, amazing movies and, and you know um and then you have uh adrian line who did all these great movies and then suddenly gone, I guess, gone like yeah. gone and and um it, it's really funny because i was kidding about nine and a half weeks but actually I, it wasn't on my list but Nine and a Half Weeks is a perfect movie for this yeah. week. <laughs> it kind of is, honestly. Yeah. And, and that's a movie that, like, in, growing up in the 80s, like, that was so in the zeitgeist. And uh, everyone talked about it. And obviously, it was super stylishly shot. And M Mickey Rourke was a, you know, huge back then. Um, and now nobody knows it. Nobody talks about it. It's not a great movie. What do you mean nobody means, knows? <laughs> nobody <laughs> knows. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Pete Potwistle was amazing. <laughs> He wasn't okay. in that. You can't fool me. Uh, <laughs> you, you really can't overstate how big Fatal Attraction was when it came out. I want to say it was 87 when it came out. Something um, like that? 86, 87. And it was, it, was, yeah. it was very popular at the time. I remember seeing it in a crowded movie theater and the audience just jumping. You know, it, it really created a visceral reaction in the audience. And 
Glenn Close was downright carnivorous in this movie. And uh, I remember that the summer after it came out, I was working in a video rental store and that was the, one of the big new releases that summer. Mm -hmm. And we could not keep that movie on, on the shelf mm -hmm. in the store. Mm -hmm. People were putting their name in to be the next one to get it. As soon as for it weeks. Was they would wait the weeks for that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very now, that popular. was the Paramount Renaissance. I mean, there are two huge eras for Paramount. There's obviously that, that sixties, uh, late sixties, uh, early seventies, yeah. Bob Evans, you know, time, you know, with uh, everything from Rosemary's Baby to The Godfather. But then there's that Sherry Lansing couple of years where, you know, with Star Trek Four and, and, um, and, and, you know, The, the Untouchables. Whole, and The Untouchables yeah. and, and, yeah, Fatal and, Attraction. and Fatal Attraction. I mean, yep. uh, that was a huge time for Paramount. Yeah, um, long time ago. And it just a terrific time ago. You know, I haven't, I, I think about that movie or uh, Fatal Attraction once in a while, and I don't think I've seen it in 25 or 30 years. And now I really up. want to watch it again. <laughs> it holds up. Yeah, it's funny. And I also I want to watch Dangerous it. Liaisons again. Yeah, so me too. Know. I haven't watched that in forever. Uh, <laughs> now I'm excited to go back and watch that. Well, this is basically turning into Glenn Close week. Yeah. <laughs> Close up week. What is she in now? Isn't she in. Um, Hillbilly Elegy. Hillbilly Elegy, yeah. and they were all talking about her. But apparently the thing about her is she's not well-liked in the industry, which mm -hmm. is, I guess is why she hasn't got an Oscar, apparently. She rubs people the wrong way. I don't know how much truth there is to don't that. Don't you think like she's he... had enough? <laughs> was, she, uh, um, was, was she in The Wife last year, that movie The Wife? Was that her? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I think she might have been. But she's so good in everything. Yeah, she's yeah. I mean, she's so good. So I, I'm amazed that she has not won an Oscar. They call yeah. her Susanna Lucci of Oscar, but um, yeah, yeah, I think the, yeah, because last year at the Oscars or whenever the 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 smart money was she was going to finally win for the wife right. and she didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So don't that's know, Thursday. She, Good. So that, that, Wednesday. That's Wednesday. That's Good Wednesday. Wednesday. Right. And Thursday. Wait, no. <laughs> no, no. The Tuesday was Thursday. It was no, so it was good. Thursday. We're playing it twice. You know, yeah. it's 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 um it's funny because I really you know I I had narrowed it down to uh, to two films and Darren took one off the table so I mm -hmm. thank you sir uh, <laughs> for uh, taking Dangerous Liaisons off the table um, that was the first thing when I looked up at the ceiling that I saw was Dangerous Liaisons wow. by the way um, so um, you know it's it's funny because I did I did wrestle with a couple of films you know that potentially you know they're a little off maybe friday for friday stuff like the maltese falcon um you know uh because obviously um humphrey bogart is portrayed by uh mary astor and um you know famously yeah. betrays him and uh, but to me you know like that's a noir that's so many other things yeah. it's not really what we, we we you know we talked about i think the film kind of has to be about the relationship yes not, I, I agree not something that happens in the movie which is why i discarded blowout also even right. though you know travolta falls for nancy allen and she dies spoiler alert um it's not really about that romance but i do have the perfect movie the perfect movie okay Wee's big adventure <laughs> no, you know, Darren took Darren took Darren took Dangerous Liaisons, which which is the perfect movie. But I I I I, I take you and raise you one. All right. Um, and Mama. that is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is 1992, Husbands and Wives. 
Before we go out to dinner, we want to tell you something. Oh, Jack and I are splitting up. Don't do it, baby. Don't make a big deal out of it, okay? Because we're both fine. Are you we're okay. Serious? No, we are. We're fine. We're How fine. How can you get it? Uh, you know, break it up. That's insane. You're you're Jack and Sally. You got two kids. So Jack never never gave you an inkling, huh? No. How did you meet someone so fast? Well, I used to eat red meat every day, and then I gave it up, and then I had some again recently, and Look, I, I was can, totally blown. We, I can't get my mind around this. This is why you leave Sally for. It's like your IQ is suddenly in oh, remission. Please. You know? Are you ever attracted to other women? So how do you manage to write something so deep? Uh, is your whole family stormy and tempestuous? Or? Oh, God, I'm blushing, right? I thought it was an, it was an experiment. I, I didn't think it was final. I didn't realize you were having an affair. Listen, if you're having some kind of personal thing. Really? I'm OK. I, I, I don't really think I can do this. I'm feeling upset. What are you upset about? I saw Sally the other night. She's dating some guy. So what's the deal? I mean, are they, I mean, is, are they seeing one another? Okay, okay. What's the rush? Don't tell me you don't flirt because I've seen you do it. I sometimes think of living in, uh, in Paris. Like moving to Europe. That's just a flirting technique. You couldn't survive off the island of Manhattan for more than 48 hours. I mean, who's this? Who's this? This is this is my husband. It's none of your business. Please leave business. right now. I don't want to leave. Leave right all now. Right? Am I all right? All right. What no. the hell? Are you? Who are you? Hey. Is he living here? I do love the way you write. I had some criticisms, but overall, you told me you you know you told me it was a great book. Yeah, it's wonderful, and I never said great. My sixth sense said that you were that you were not stable, but you on the surface you were. But now that we're having all kinds of problems, you you you're you're not stable. You were on the surface, but not really. The, this whole thing is becoming very clear to me. Uh, uh, this is a uh, surprise thing. Woody Allen's classic. <laughs> Uh, film. It was. It was his Orion deal was over. His first film for TriStar. Um, it's his last film with Mia Farrow because as they were filming it, this is when they broke up, and uh, you can see the real anger and pain and a hate in the performance, and it's glorious. It's amazing cast. Sidney Pollack, director Sidney Pollack, is Jack. Uh, in a, a phenomenal performance. His wife is Judy Davis, who plays Sally, and they're getting a divorce. And for some reason, Mia Farrow and Woody Allen, who are married, are very, you know, they're very upset to hear they're best friends. They can't believe it. Uh, and, um, you know, Sidney uh, Pollock's going through sort of this midlife crisis. He's dating this, this aerobics instructor played by Lisette Anthony of Krull. Uh, I don't think she wants that as her parenthetical, Luminous. but I'm going to give it to her anyway. Uh, but she is so infant. funny. She is so daffy. She's like um, she's like Marion Mary Davies. I mean, she's just like this idiot, or you know, for for you kids today, Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. I mean, she's just an idiot who even that's much... not for the kids today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and and, uh, and 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 you know, so so uh, Mia Farrow uh, sets. Uh, um, uh, 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 Judy Davis up with a friend from work, played by uh, Qui Gon Jinn, um, Liam Neeson, <laughs> uh, who's Michael, and so they start going up. But then Mia Farrow finds that she's sort of jealous for for setting them up. And there is a scene where Sidney Pollack finds out that his ex wife or soon to be ex wife is dating uh, someone. So he 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 they have this huge breakup scene with Lisette Anthony at a party where they storm out into a car. It's so uncomfortable to watch and then he breaks into his own house to 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 confront judy davis who's sleeping with liam neeson and it's one of the funniest 
awful, most unpleasant scenes to watch. And, and Cindy's falling is like, and Judy Davis are having this, having it out. And Liam Neeson keeps crawling down. He's like, uh, do you want me to do? No, just go back up to the room. Get out of here. And he's like, let me, you know, and he's trying to be helpful. And he's just making it worse. And, 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 um, that's because he was uh, a fox, not a hedgehog. He was a fox, not a hedgehog. <laughs> He's and, a man of very particular skills. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the movie just shows you how just ahead of his time. Deep uh, Woody Allen always is because uh, Carlo De Palma shot it, but it's it's like the shot in the cinema verte style. I mean, it, it, the whole beginning of the movie is, is handheld. A lot of it's shot handheld. Uh, and this is 1992. Um, it, it, for a lot of people, it was very off-putting because, uh, you, you know, uh, the ca all the camera shake and all the camera movement. And it's told like it's a faux documentary, but it never really tries to be a documentary. It just has like these cutaways to this interviewer who's like asking questions, who's played by uh, Jeffrey Curlin. It is so good. I remember seeing it. I had just moved to California. I went to see it in Costa Mesa, like the day it opened. And it's one of those movies that I came out and I said, this is why I love movies. I, I have that experience every once in a while. I had that. I remember seeing Goodfellas in a theater and I came out and I said, this is why I love movies. And this was one of these movies where I came out. This is why I love movies. It's so good. And I mean, I know you think, oh my God, Mark's picking the Woody Allen movie again. It's so perfect for this week. You know, it's like I had to pick it. It was like one of these was, days, though, you're going to run out of Woody Allen movies. No, I'm not. Because you know what? I could have picked Purple Rose of Cairo, which would have been just as good for this week. But I just. But I personally prefer Husbands and Wives. Or, or, to, or Annie Hall, but we've already done Annie Hall. Or Manhattan. Yeah, There are a lot, a lot of Woody Allen movies. That well, let, let me tell you, I am so glad you picked this movie because it was one of, it's probably one of my top five favorite Woody Allen movies. And it's, I, I, at the risk of echoing everything you said, it's, it's a movie that makes you so uncomfortable to watch it, even even not knowing all the real life drama that was happening. I mean, there's this other storyline where, the Woody Allen character is uh, having a, 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 a liaison with Juliet Lewis. I didn't know, even talk about that. Yeah, dude is you know is college student basically, and uh, it's the it's again it's hard to overstate how revolutionary this movie was and its filmmaking at the time because that shaky cam that verite style was was very new, especially in movies. And I remember a lot of people complaining, a lot of critics complaining, oh, it gives me a headache, you know, give me nausea because the camera is always moving and going in and out of focus and characters are walking in and out of frame because the cameraman can't get a good angle on them when they step through a door or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And it, it really creates this sense of um, voyeurism and it makes you really uncomfortable as an audience member, like you're eavesdropping on these really uncomfortable situations and it's just brilliant and on a meta level taking another ahead. dive into uh into into woody allen this week um but i have to tell you there's just look because i i loved annie hall and i realized oh yeah that would have been a good pick for this week but there's so much pressure like i'm just not ready <laughs> to pick another woody <laughs> allen movie <laughs> yeah i think like i i passed like my entrance exam <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm 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 treading carefully. No, no, I, like you you can't go wrong with husbands and wives. This is what Steve said. There's so much on a meta level. There's so much vitriol between uh, uh, Woody Allen's character and Mia Farrow, and we you know we all know why it, it, you can. But you know, even if you didn't, it's such a great performance, and it's such a you know it, it's such a, a great depiction of a failing 
marriage, uh, you know, that's just falling, you know, falling apart. Um, but you mentioned Juliet Lewis, and as much as I love her in Strange Days and Natural Born Killers, to me, like this is like the best she's ever been. She's so great, and 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 you know, she's so much wiser than her years in the movie. And you know, the scene where Woody Allen comes to her birthday party, oh, you know, God. and her parents are standing in the other room, and 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 the lights go out, and and. Uh, she asked him for her her birthday to have him kiss her. It's just oh. it's it's just so this movie's so freaking good. And she leaves the manuscript in the car in the taxi. Oh, I, I just I love this movie. I've seen it a million times. And uh, there's like a I great said, uh, Blu-ray edition. There's a great Blu-ray edition of it out. Uh, thanks from to Twilight Time. Twilight Time. Yeah. 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 So anyway, my pick it, for it's Thursday. It's so cringe. And, and how great is Judy Davis? I, she, I think she was nominated for an Oscar for that performance, wasn't she? I mean, she was, and deservedly so. I mean, Judy Davis so is good. amazing in that. All the performances are. I mean, Sidney Pollock is fantastic, yeah. and Lisette Anthony. Like I said, you know, it's just like, oh my god, just it's not easy to play a dope, you know. Uh, <laughs> and and she's just Trust so. Me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's um, you know, just everyone in that movie. And Liam Neeson's great. Um, you know, every, everyone's terrific, and. Uh, you know, that's why I get so tired of people saying, oh, you know, oh, Woody Allen hasn't made a good film. They have to keep like, you know, there hasn't been a workplace accident in zero days. It's like, oh, Woody Allen hasn't made such a great movie since the early funny ones. Oh, wait. Oh, the 70s classics. He hasn't made a great movie since the 70s. Oh, wait. In the 90s, he made Husbands and Wives. Oh, wait. Then he made Match Point. Wait. Th th then he made, uh, um, you know, Blue Jasmine. Then he made uh, Midnight in Paris. It's like, come on. Who, who pound for pound can deliver uh, yeah. all these... Bullets over Broadway or Sweet and Lowdown. I mean, I mean over four films. decades, yeah. every decade he's made masterpieces. Right. So, you know, he's also made a couple of, you know, movies that aren't masterpieces. Well, guess what? You know? <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, they can't all be winners. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that my pick, my pick for, wow. uh, for Thursday is husband. What a is what a week. What a week. Yeah. What are we gonna do for Friday? Well, I have an idea about that. What do you think of this? Is a movie that doesn't get a lot of love these days. Ten, the Blake. Oh Edwards. my god, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, a really well, interesting pick. You know, I I watched it a couple months ago, uh, for the first time in you know forty years, however long it's been. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. Oh, don't say that. In in my in my mind, it doesn't. Bolero Bale does. Not oh, really. Yeah. No, it oh. seemed it seems so. The contravity of the whole thing is so obvious. And I, are you uh, watching Bo Derek movies for the plot, <laughs> dude? Apart from Bo Derek being luminous, I, I will totally agree. Yeah. The movie is really terrible. But it's not funny. It's not Blake. No, Edwards, it's like, not. It's not. I, it's I've been, not. I haven't seen it in you know decades, yeah, but sure. I just remember it's Dudley Moore acting really stupid and he's not funny and it's just sad oh. really See, I, I, i've actually never seen it i only know it from the uh like the sex and cinema article right. in playboy magazine. right <laughs> i remember being very funny and you know obviously uh um julie andrews who's uh, blake edward's wife uh uh you know was in it and she has the thankless role of being the person that uh yeah dudley moore is straying from um but uh, you know, and then I, I'd love to. Um, we, we we should watch it again and revisit it. I'm, I'm surprised because Darren seems very adamant. We might that it's we might have to up. we might have to do a commentary on. 
Oh boy, that was four thirty movie commentary. Yeah, we haven't uh, done those. We should do no. commentaries. Yeah, those would be fun. We should do movies numbers week. So we have ten. You have like uh, <laughs> nine, nine and a half weeks. Eight and a half. Weeks, eight and a half four. four. Yeah. Three yeah. ten to Yuma. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got. I got. I got another number. I got another number movie for this one. If if ten doesn't float your boat, All right. what about five hundred days of summer? That was a the, that was the, a one on my list. That was good. I, which I think is a wonderful film from Mark Webb, which came out. I was gonna say recently, but it's not recent. It's probably 10, 15 years now. Um, which is a terrific film about a breakup, um, yep. and really, really well shot. Very inventive. Um, has cartoon birds in it. Um, really good performances. I love the way it's narrated by Will Lyman. It's just, um, I really, really like that movie. Again, I haven't seen it recently, but I, I remember just loving it when I saw it um, back back whenever that was. Well, I had some out-of-the-box yeah. picks that were out-of-the-box. Like, mm. like, when I've like, like okay, in the, in the event, in case of emergency, break glass, like somebody picks Fatal Attraction, I was thinking, what about Sudden Impact? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Just because Sandra Locke and Clint Eastwood hate each other now. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's Dirty Harry is chasing a serial killer. And meanwhile, he meets this woman and he falls in love with her, not realizing that she's the serial killer. Let me tell you something. It doesn't end well. And it has like one of the great Dirty Harry catchphrases of all time. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Make my day. Speaking of that, I have to say, so uh, HBO Max um, is showing the restored or uh, up-res uh, Babylon 5 now, right? So I've been watching them, uh, you know, recently, a couple of the, uh, Babylon 5. It's been a long time since I've watched them, and it's the best they've ever looked, you know, which isn't saying much, but I'm enjoying it. But at one point, you know, I talk about sometimes, you know, this ridiculous sophomoric humor. At one point in the first season, this character points a gun at somebody and says, make my solar year. And I'm oh, just God. like, Oof. oh, God. I said, this is everything I don't <laughs> like about the show coming back in one line. Well, um, that's what happens when you got one guy writing every script. Mm -hmm. I want to, I, I want to throw out a, a, a movie for Friday. I, I hate to, I hate to take us away from Babylon five, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple actually. The first one is eternal sunshine of the spotless. Mm -hmm. oh, I was just about to bring that one up. Yes. Hi. Sorry? I just said hi. What Howard gives to the world to let people begin again. It's beautiful. She's there with this guy. And she looks at me like she doesn't even know who I am. Kaczynski was not happy, and she wanted to move on. My name is Joel Barish, and I'm here to erase Clementine Kaczynski. There's an emotional core to each of our memories, and when you eradicate that core, it starts its degradation process. By the time you wake up in the morning, all the memories were targeted with withered and disappeared, as in a dream upon waking. This is the last time I saw you. Be remiss. 
I mean, Michelle this one, Gondry, yeah. Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. I mean, this one is, you know, it's so bad that, you know, one person literally wants to have the part of their brain erased that uh, represents uh, this relationship. Um, it's, yeah. uh, you know, when I first saw it, I didn't like it. I thought it was, uh, uh, I, I thought it didn't make sense. And it was, it was just uh, too uh, sort of on the nose. But I've grown to appreciate it more over the years. I, as I, I have I, tried to remove parts of my brain. <laughs> I love it. I think it's a great pick. I was actually going to say the third man, uh, because, of course, you know, Aldi Valley at the end, um, you know, leaves uh, Joseph Cotton after he, you know, betrayed, betrayed you know, Orson Welles as Harry Lyme, you know, dies in the, the sewers. Um, but, you know, third man, again, even though it has this sort of... Uh, it's not really it has about the it's love not story. About it, though. If yeah. anything, the love story is between Orson Welles and Joseph Cotton. In right, a sense. exactly. Um, so, but I think Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a great pick. And I love right. that from the moment I saw it, the Charlie Kaufman, uh, Michelle Gondry movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's super clever. It, it's, it's really, you know, well shot. It's, it's imaginative, and it really captures that whole idea of, you know, you having this um, obsession with somebody that you, you want to erase them completely from, you know, your mind because it's too it's, – it's kind of it's Requiem for Methuselah. Right. You know, when Spock erases uh, Reina from Kirk's mind, and it's done much better than that episode. And, and from the sublime to the ridiculous, uh, another suggestion is Basic Instinct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it seems that Michael Douglas is in so many of these picks. I wonder why. I just <laughs> happy, val happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Do you like? And, I mean, and one more, one more movie with Michael Douglas, Romancing the Stone. Except that's like legit a love story. Yeah, but but wow. we're, we're not not really. Because they are at each other's throats the entire yeah, but, freaking movie. But by that definition, I would say, well, then you have to go with His Girl Friday. Right? Yes, I think you should story. too. Yeah, but the, even though there's conflict in the relationship, yeah. I mean, I think I think the once you get those parameters, yeah, the parameters haven't been so well established for this week. But <laughs> we can we can you know throw out ideas like this. Then you could say the, okay. the Philadelphia story. Absolutely, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia experiment, which is <laughs> wait no, no. So I so I got my my yeah. second my second choice that I was really struggling with for for my pick for Monday mm -hmm. is uh, going back to numbers top five breakups. It's another movie directed by Stephen Frears, High Fidelity. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Starring John mm -hmm. Cusack, it's a a whole movie about uh, a break, a guy John Cusack coming to terms with a breakup, uh, a really important breakup in his life, and he revisits his past top five breakups and tries to make contact with the women and and tries to figure out what went wrong and ultimately realizes he's the asshole. <laughs> he's the reason why it's all gone wrong. It's a terrific movie. Jack Black is in it. Um, you know, it's got a great cast and great soundtrack uh, based on a Nick Hornsby novel. Um, you know, really, really terrific uh, uh, dramatic comedy. Yeah, I think uh, for this week, we should have an after school special for Valentine's Day. Love means always having to say you're sorry. And, you know, that would be a valid <laughs> lesson for the kids, you know, to watch. 
I mean, this might be because, you know, the, the, the love, you know, uh, I love you not is such a raw subject that it might be something for our audience uh, to provide, you know, their own insights into uh, for our Friday pick. I don't know what you guys think. Well, I we heard some great picks anyway. We would hope that they would end. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I there's a bunch more. I, I'm leaning towards Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, me too. At the moment, me too. But me too. Uh, there's some other, you know, uh, Kramer versus Kramer. If you mm-hmm. want to be obvious about it, right. uh, yeah. leaving Las Vegas. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting King Sarah Kong Marshall. versus Godzilla. Yeah, or King Kong lives. Sure. Yeah. Or King Kong, the 1976. Yeah. yeah. Because of course that doesn't end well it for anybody. It was beauty that killed the beast. That's an unrequited love story. Damn I mean, right look, I would also say again, Purple Rose of Cairo, because of course, you know, um, Mia Farrow falls in love with uh, um, this Jeff character Daniels. and then Jeff Daniels. And then, of course, the real Jeff Daniels shows up and he, fa- you know, he fakes being in love with her just to get her to convince uh, the movie Jeff Daniels to go back on the screen. And, uh, and of course, and Purple Rain of Cairo. Well. And in fact, the studio was begging Woody Allen to do a happy ending to that movie because they said the grossness would be so, but he stuck with the ending, which was the unhappy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I love that movie, I wouldn't consider that a, and I love you not a movie. That, just those no, developments I, happen so late in the story. My, my pick is Eternal Sunshine is a spotless. Yeah. Uh, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Minds. There's, there's a lot of movies that are like about like doomed romances or romances that don't work out. Uh, like uh, like before sunrise, you know, the great these two characters come together, they share this great experience, and then they they part ways. Or at La the La end. Land, yeah, La La Land, same thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I I thought about the uh, sunrise too, Steve. But if you look at the trilogy as a whole, it ends up kind of having a happy ending because they end up together in the last movie before sunrise. Of course, yeah. I always get them confused. Oh, yeah, after yeah. midnight, before sunrise, <laughs> after moonbeam, <laughs> lunch, and, high noon. And, wait, by, what? The, by, the, by the third <laughs> film, you know, even though they're having a tough time in their marriage, they are together, and they ultimately, you know, overcome their difficulties. Oh, so, and uh, about last night. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Night shift? Wait, no. <laughs> I, I really don't think Joel Schumacher... Uh, yeah. Oh, you About mentioned this. Gone Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really <laughs> good one, too. <laughs> While we're at it, seven. No, I mean, come on. <laughs> what? Yeah. Do you know oh. you're crazy? <laughs> <laughs> when you look in the mirror in the morning. Nah, what about something like Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Yeah, but true. they end up together at the end, don't they? Right. They're still yeah, together at the end. True. They're happy. They're just, you know, the, you know. Not no, I think their front runner is Eternal Sunshine yeah. still. Yeah, yeah I, I, I actually, think so too. That's a perfect pick to me. Yeah. Yeah. I can okay. go with that. Yeah, I mean, because literally he's erasing the memory of the bad relationship. I mean, and getting back into it. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah right. There you go. It's the perfect bookend for uh for this week. So and what a great week. Who would have thought we wow. could put together such a great week of of, of uh sad movies? So if, if you're at home for Valentine's Day depressed because <laughs> and you alone. Gotta, and alone. Don't <laughs> watch you, these which movies. You probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch these movies because uh, they will not give you solace. Uh save it for next week. Um <laughs> But uh, but uh, but um, if you can remind us, Steve, Monday, your pick was? So Monday is Jeff Daniels and Laura Linney and Noah Baumbach's The Squid and the Whale. Tuesday, Darren Dockerman. Dangerous Liaisons. Wednesday, it's Ashley Miller. Hide your bunnies and your children's. It's Fatal Attraction. 
Thursday, it's Woody Allen's Husbands and Wives. And Friday, by mutual agreement, it's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Pete Pot Whistle. Of the sun, <laughs> uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Bond. What a wonderful Woo! week. We what did a wonderful it. season finale. Yeah. Wow, yeah. totally. What a great season finale indeed. And, you know, we want to remind everybody that we will be back. We'll be back for the Oscars in April with all new episodes of the um, 430 movie. But in, until then, you'll be able to listen to the Cartoon Bar Room. Uh, and uh, you can check this feed. We're going to drop a, uh, on uh, a couple of those episodes on the 430 movie feed just to get you in the habit of uh, listening to uh, Cartoon Bar Room. Of course, Inglorious Trexperts every Friday night at 10. Uh, and then uh, the Best Movies Never Made drops on Mondays uh, every other week. And, of course, you can follow this show as well as our other shows on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we hope you will. The 430 movie now has a great Instagram feed, so definitely follow us there. Um, and you can watch us on the Electric Now streaming channel, which is available uh, as an app, but you can also watch us on Roku and on your Apple TV and, and a bunch of stuff. So download the Electric Now app and, and check us out. Uh, the Fortnite Movie Video Podcast, they're really a lot of fun and, and uh, I think you might enjoy that. Um, and uh, what else? What else are we missing? We want to thank our, our uh, sound engineer, Mark Rivera, and our executive sound engineer, Bill Ritter. Thank you for making us sound so good this season, even as we continue to come to you via Zoom. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back in the studio this fall if all goes well and we get inoculated. And, uh, of course, um, uh, we want to thank our, our producer, Natalie Miscali, and our associate producers, Zach Raggetts and Peter Holmstrom. And, uh, and of course, of course, Pete Potwistle. And, and Pete, Pete Potwistle, because there's no uh, moving on from that. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Thank no, you. No, there's no escape. Um, Thank you so much for that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, until uh, we return... Uh, in April, we want to thank you for being a part of the show, listening to the show, being such a great audience, um, uh, being engaged on social media. Uh, 430 Movie uh, audience continues to grow by leaps and bounds. If, if, if you're a fan of the show, uh, please go on Apple, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars. It lets other people know uh, about the show and they can come check us out. Um, and we're looking forward to bringing you an all-new season of 430 Movie, our fourth season. God, we've been doing this for a while when we return. Till then, we want you to stay safe, stay healthy. Hopefully, uh, you get get uh, vaccinated. And uh, we'll see you when we return in April for some version of Oscar week. <laughs> Don't see <laughs> if any of us have seen any of the nominees. <laughs> Until then, Eyewitness News starts now. This show is produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production. Engineered by Bill Ritter for the Electric Surge Network.